Welcome in Braves Today podcast. Braves underscore today. If you're on the Twitter, he is Lindsey Crosby. I am Ben Taylor. I'm glad I undershot it and said that we'd go one and two. We end up going two and one. We get a much needed series win against a team that wins series. Yeah, Arizona is very good. I mean, we have to just admit that this team is at the record level and skill level of the Dodgers as far as record in the division, things like that. They don't have the star power of the Dodgers, but they're a very good team. Braves go out and win two or three. Didn't look like it was going to happen. Uh, Eddie Rosario kind of willed, willed it. Uh, he had a massive, massive weekend. And it's you mentioned Marcelo Zuna having a great uh, a, a great series against the Marlins and what mm -hmm. that did for Marcel May. I think we could see something similar here with Eddie Rosario. He goes on Friday night, has two solo home runs. Obviously, Atlanta loses that game three to two. Uh, you win Saturday five to two. He has a big triple. And you're like, okay, it's really kind of hard to one up these two days. Mm -hmm. And he goes on Sunday, two outs, and hits a grand slam to give you an eight to five win. Uh, I, I really hope that this does for Eddie Rosario what the Marlin series did for Marcelo Zuna and just gives him a fantastic June because that does nothing but raise the Braves floor and give you the ability to get an even bigger lead in the division with the week schedule you have coming up. I think O'Brien released a stat. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was the Braves themselves that released the stat. But Rosario's numbers in the uh, last three innings is just spectacular. I mean, he's one of the guys that you want up in the eighth or the ninth inning uh, at the plate just because he his numbers are just under 400, I believe, as far as average is concerned uh, whenever he's at the plate. So if there are people on base, more than likely they're going to come around, especially when you park it you know, 390 feet away in right center, uh, they're definitely going to be coming around. So he is somebody that, you know, don't want to call him clutch Eddie, but for some reason he seems to turn it up a notch when it gets towards the end of the game and they need him to come through with a base hit or, uh, you know, I, he's had a couple of home runs in the, in the eighth and ninth innings that have put the Braves ahead in a couple of games this year. So it's either a base hit or it's a long ball. And that just bodes well for that part of the lineup, especially that's not where you're expecting a bunch of your numbers to come from. So it's a pleasant surprise. Exactly. I found the stat in the uh, it's the eighth <clears throat> inning or later. He's second in baseball with a 1239 OPS behind only Norman Nolan Gorman of the Cardinals, mm -hmm. 11 for 30, seven extra base hits. Three of those are home runs. So he, he is second in the national league. Sean Murphy is fifth. Ozzie yep. Albies is sixth. Matt Olson is 12th. So the Braves have, Four, like, uh, have four guys in the top 12, but Eddie is second best in the National League in the eighth or ninth innings. So that's exactly what you want. I mean, he obviously is dialed in. Plus, apparently he just hates snakes. So I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> I will say this. One person I would love to see on that list a little more because we've said it, as much as we brag about him, I'm going to throw a little shade towards him right now. Acuna, even though he starts games very well, there's been a lot of times he comes up at the end of the game and he's not able to come through. Now, some of that, too, is because he's coming up and he's the only guy. There's nobody in front of him, but so he's he's either leading off the eighth or leading off the ninth. But I would love to see his numbers. I'd love to see him jump into that top 15 before the end of the year, and so that way he could be somebody that makes a difference late in ball games. Yeah, and and – Kind of looking at this here, I, I was trying to pull it up, looking at how he does. I think it's something where he hasn't been in a ton of scenarios mm. where uh, it is a a close game and it's late. In the eighth inning, uh, he's 
had 31 at-bats this year, and he's batting 208. And in the ninth inning, he's had 19 at-bats. He's batting .056. So you're right. But I, I did notice that when the game is within like one or two runs, <clears throat> he's batting like 350. And so he's, he's really good in a close game. He's just not necessarily great at the end of a game. And so part of me wonders how much sample size is in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it feels like like he gets like he gets his really early in the game. And we, we're not able to sustain that offensive pace that you get in the first 10 pitches where Ronald gets on, steals second, Olsen drives him in. We can't sustain that through the game. And it makes you have to have late game heroics like from a Rosario, like from a, a Murphy and all these. That's enough Acuna bashing for the evening. We're going to get nasty <laughs> hate mail on that. People are going to comment on that, and uh, which is good. Now, I will say this. Uh, what do we take away from the weekend in, in regards to pitching, Lindsay? Because uh, the Braves, that's another reason I'm shocked that they took two of three because you're throwing Soroka. It's only a second time out. And then you're, uh, you're throwing uh, Smith Schauber as well and in his debut. And so – that's why I told you I thought we would only take one of three. As you said, we stole one. So what, what are we to think of the Braves pitching? So for me, the thing that I'm, I'm excited about, you won the Strider start, which feels mm-hmm. like you should win that. Uh, you were able to steal the Soroka start. And Charlie Morton's start on Friday wasn't bad. It was a quality mm-hmm. start. He went seven innings, three runs allowed which is all you literally all you can ask for from a starting pitcher is to give you a quality start. And he did. And you just weren't able to generate the offense against Merrill Kelly. And so I feel good about what Atlanta's pitchers were able to do. I have a little bit of like, if anything, I felt better about how the offense was able to go out. As long as the the pitching could keep them in the game, Mm. Atlanta had an opportunity to win all three of these games because Atlanta had a ton of opportunities late in that Friday night game and just couldn't seem to get the run across. And so I feel good about, you know, for the most part, the pitching you're getting, no matter who it is, is good enough to win. Now we're going to test that this week because you don't have uh, Morton going as one of these three games. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I feel good about how that lined up and, and worked out. Ozuna. He continues to every time he takes a step forward, Marcel May, everything was great. And then he literally sticks his foot in the ground and trips himself up and takes two steps backwards. Ends up getting pulled because of a base running blunder. And uh, you and I talked about this beforehand. Not going to make a huge deal out of it because he was punished. Uh, mm-hmm. He ended up pulling him. I love the fact that people on social – I would have pulled him. I would have. He did pull him. He did. Like, stop. I mean, he did pull him. He, he's, he's, they're also professionals. He's not going to yank him off the bases right then, like as soon as yeah. he touches first base. This isn't Little League. Like, he's not doing that. Uh, however, I promise you, Ozuna got the message when he was not back out there and, and hitting next time around and probably got pulled down into the, you know, into the tunnel and probably said, hey, you're done. This is why. And I'll be honest with you, I'm sure Ozuna was like, I deserve it. Yeah. All the public comments from the beat writers and everybody else are that he was aware of why it happened and completely understood and that it was harder on him than it was on anybody else. And so like he gets it, he understands. And in his defense, not that it's okay to watch a ball, but a 415 <laughs> foot hit that 
reaches the wall at 22 feet in the air should be a home run in his yeah. defense. Now you you have to you have to at least jog out of the box so that you're on second if that's caught. Yes. But if you hit it 415 feet and it's 27 feet in the air when it gets to the wall, that should be a home run. That's a dumb field. And it's that's a home run almost any I think I think I saw the stat. It was 28 of 30 parks. That's a home run. Yes. And yeah, so, I saw somebody do a percentage. It was like 94% of parks or something like that. So yeah. yeah. So um, in his defense, it's a dumb, it's a dumb thing to have your your home run line 25 feet up on the batter's eye. I just told you though when we when we before we got on here, and I, I just wish he would make better decisions. They, he already knows fans are against him. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, let me go ahead and dispel another rumor that every one of you keep throwing out there. He's a bad clubhouse guy. He's not. His teammates absolutely love him. Yeah. Like, I don't know where y'all are getting that information from. Uh, he he and Snit are on the same page. He understood why he was pulled. He's not raising Kane about it. Uh, this goes back to the whole you know, Snit defending him. Back in L.A., in the L.A. series, when uh, he was he was hitting Will Smith with the bat and people were trying to jump on Ozuna. It's like, no, that's what he does. Like, that's his game. And so – the team accepts that. Like, they know that. They know what kind of player he is, and they, they're fine with him in the clubhouse. So let me dispel that rumor, too. Uh, but I will say, he's got to he's got to have a, a I don't know, a come-to-Jerusalem talk with himself that says, okay, quit messing up. Just keep your head down and do your job. The thing that he has to understand is that he no longer has the benefit of the doubt. And mm. so he has to go above and beyond every time so that the one time he slips up something like this, it's not immediately seized on as, see, we told you he sucks. And so like, like th- that's the realization that he needs to have. He needs to, to just kind of suck it up and say, I don't agree with this, but mm. I've got to go, like, I've got to sprint out of the box on every single hit for the, like, for the rest of the season, no matter if I know it's an out or not, because... I I don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore nope. because of the dumb things I've done in the past. And he just has to understand that. Yeah, he's got to cut down on the ammunition a little bit because he's making it free of charge for everybody to grab and throw at him. So acquisitions, Soroka's headed back to the Stripers. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily a demotion as much as it is. I just don't know that he's quite ready yet. And it's not his turn in the rotation. So why not give him a little extra work? Yeah, And, you know, Going back and looking at the out, at the the two outings, you can see the control uh, is is fine for the most part. The command is not. He's not hitting his spots. He's leaving too many balls over the center of the plate. It was a great accomplishment, great achievement to get back to the major leagues. Nobody's taking that away. Now he needs to work on getting the Michael Soroka that we were used to seeing mm-hmm. back. And it's obvious he just needs more work with uh, with the slider with the sinker getting those to the right spots, with the changeup being a little more crisp. And so he's going to do that in Gwinnett. Uh, the team feels really good about him. They still feel like he's going to be a key part of this team this season. But I talk about this on my on Locked on MLB Prospects all the time. A contending team does not have the runway to let a starter figure it out every fifth day on the mound. Mm. You just, when you're, comp- when you're contending for the World Series, as this team is, you have to have guys who are on their game. And if somebody's slipping up or somebody's not quite ready or not quite polished, they've got to go do that work in AAA. And that's what Soroka's going to do. 
And with only three and a half game lead and uh, and the Mets headed to town, speaking of which, this could be one of the best matchups that we've seen and we'll see all season long. Pitching wise, uh, it's just one of those things where, as I told you when I said, hello, Mets, hello, Scherzer, hello, Verlander. We avoided uh, both of them last time around. It looks like it's imminent this time around that we will match up. The good news is it's at Truist. Yeah, and they tried to get Scherzer last time. He they dropped did. the appeal just to have the, the timing work out. And then when they canceled that first game, that's what messed him up. But Tuesday night, Bally uh, Sports South, unless you're outside of the market, then it's TBS. Carlos Carrasco versus Bryce Elder. So the veteran for New York not having as great of a year as he wants versus the phenomenal Bryce Elder. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, Matt Scherzer versus Charlie Morton. Two crafty old veterans out there. Both have ERAs in the threes. Both have five wins on the season. Uh, gonna be gonna be a fun one, and then Thursday is probably the best pitching matchup of the year so far for the Braves. Justin Verlander versus Spencer Strider, and in the booth, this is the special broadcast from Valley <laughs> Sports South. You're gonna have Frenchie is doing play by play, and to go mm-hmm. along with him, you're gonna have Chipper, uh, Smoltz, and Glavin in the booth for Verlander versus Strider. It's gonna be a fantastic game on Thursday. Somebody cusses that night. I promise you. With the that whole, group in the there, whole thing's on a delay. There's no way it's not on a delay. <laughs> there is no way you get all of those guys in the booth with one another, and some story doesn't get told where Chipper says something that is inappropriate before it's all said and done with. And I'm totally okay with it. There's somebody hovering with a bleep the entire game, all two and a half hours of it. Somebody's sitting there waiting to yes. press the button, and there's a four-second delay on this entire thing. There's no I way hate, I hate to 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 jinx us, but I I will say I think that it's two of three. I think the Braves were looking for this matchup. I think they wanted this matchup. I think they want this is the rotation they wanted to face when they faced New York earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they seem to get up for the Mets. Uh, I think that, that game against Verlander is one of those that I've told you before. I think Acuna loves games like this because he wants to show out in front of people against an all-star, and then he gets Scherzer the night before. So I also think that that's the case in, in that evening. I'm going the Braves two of three. I really wanted to pick, this, pick the sweep, but I'm just not going to do that. Uh, but they also, I think they need two of three, and I think that that gets that run going. As you talked about, the schedule gets easier throughout the month of June. So I would love to start it out. It started out already on a good note with a win over the D-backs. So now we will go ahead, and uh, I would love to get that series win over the Mets. Yes, I also want to say two out of three. And again, I want to go with the sweep. I'm just not confident enough to do it. But uh, no, I see this going... It feels like this is Justin Verlander's first trip to to Atlanta as a member of the Mets, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's going to start off really smoothly for him, and mm-hmm. then Atlanta's going to get to him. He's, they're going to have a big inning, and they're going to knock him out early. I'm going to go two or three as well. I'm not sure which of the other two Atlanta's going to pick up, but I'm going to say two out of three as well. Man alive. We probably just gave him the kiss of death, as we always do whenever we do this. But that's fine. That's what we're here for. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Braves today. Braves underscore today on the Twitter. Hit that subscribe button as far as YouTube is concerned. We would love to have you. Thanks for the feedback as well. Lindsey, as always, thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Chop on.